Twitter handle at religion of woke. Would you pay $57,000 a year so a private school can make your kid woke? I mean, I think a public school will do that for free. Listening to the new Cut the Bull, great podcast, check it out. Uh, they got the Burley Letter Dad on there interviewing him. Burley is like this $57,000 a year uh, K-12 through girls school in Manhattan. And after George Floyd, they got super woke and... A dad wrote like a scathing letter. This dad wrote a scathing letter to them. He's like, I'm pulling my daughter out because you guys are a bunch of woke tards. I mean, he, it was very well written. It was very, very scathing. But he's talking about one thing that uh, the school taught his daughter. Like one day his daughter comes home and she says, you know, what did you learn today, honey? Uh, today I learned do not open a door for a disabled person. That's a microaggression. And another thing they're talking about is, um, it's funny, it makes America look racist, but once again, it's actually just, this is what happens when you have the least racist country on the planet. So New York has these three famous high schools, uh, Bronx Science, Brooklyn Tech, and Stuyvesant. And these, uh, these high schools, you know, they're as good as a $60,000 a year uh, private school, or almost as good. And like now, it's it's almost all uh, Asians. It's like, whatever. If you can't afford sixty grand, you know, if you if you if you just moved here from uh, wherever abroad and you're poor, but you uh, value education, well, you can you can just make your kids study like heck, and then when they go to high school, you take a test. Like pure, it's just purely based on tests. And uh, so, anyways, it's a lot of Asians that get in there basically, and very very few black kids. So people are like, that's systemic racism. But the reason why, there are black kids, I mean, you know, maybe not a million of them, but there are black kids who can pass the test and get into that school, but they don't go there. They're better than that. I mean, you know, basically, America treats them better than that. They got a better option. And that option is any of these super, you know, any of these uh, 50 to 100 grand um, private K through 12s, They'll take them in, you know, they'll take them in and, you know, no charge, basically. They'll give them a full scholarship. So they get to go to an even fancier school than the ones that supposedly they're not getting into. And, you know, these are not like, these are not kids from the, not black kids from the New York ghetto. These are whatever. These are the black kids of rich, you know, middle class and up uh, families. Like, you know, your dad's, your, your dad's a black investment banker. You're a black K-12 through age student. You could get into Stuyvesant. But hey, all these um, private, super-duper fancy private schools will, will let you in, and they won't even charge you. You can put that 60 grand into a savings account. And whatever, those schools have plenty of money. You know, it costs 60 grand to go in there, and they also want you to donate a bunch of money. You know, if you're a billionaire... You need to be donating millions. So they got money. No big deal to give out free $60,000 a year educations. Anyways, here's the other, you know, whatever amusing thing about that is that, like, you know, what makes these schools good? Well, they basically, it's like, you know, oh, 90% of our kids got into Harvard, Princeton, or Yale. Like, that's what they want to say. That's what they compete with each other against. That's why you pay all that money is because... You want your kid to get into Harvard. So you're willing to pay a half million dollars for their education. 
Well, anyways, you know who gets into Harvard every freaking time? Smart, well-educated black kids. So not you know not only do they want to look good on the diversity uh, situation, but uh, you get a smart black kid in your school, that's a guaranteed admittance to Harvard. So it makes you look good that way too. And like I say, you're just trying to get you know donations. You want your endowment to get into the hundreds of millions if you can, and sixty grand here or there ain't nothing. So I mean they're kind of talking about critical race theory. Which is a subset of critical theory. Uh, a reminder is critical theory says that any two groups of humans can be separated into oppressor and oppressed. You know, you got white oppressor, black oppressed, but you also got man oppressor, woman oppressed. You know, you can do it with sexuality. You can do it with anything. Rich, poor, you can do it with absolutely everything. But here's an amusing one. The parent is the oppressor and the child is the oppressed. Like, based on that, right, these schools have to jump in, you know, like, oh, you didn't want, uh, you didn't want us asking your six-year-old what their gender preference is? Uh, well, you're an oppressor, so you don't count. You don't get to decide. The school is jumping in to help the oppressed. Boy, making your kid clean up their room, I mean, that's almost like slavery. So Charles is talking about his, uh, five-year-old son. Charles is an anti-woke black man. And he decided that he was not going to tell his son that his son was black. He's saying his son, like, you know, like, which, which friend did you play with today? His son is not like, oh, the black one or the Asian one. He's like, oh, the one that likes Spider-Man or the one that likes Superman. So, you know, he finds workarounds. The kid does. But anyways, that's how Charles wants his kid to be raised. Like, he's going to teach him about blackness. Whenever he feels like it, you know, he's, he, he, he feels he's the parent. He can decide when and how to teach race stuff to his black son. But, of course, his kid's going to, uh, going to school. You're five. You're starting to go to school now, kid. And Charles was like, you know, all the teachers are white women, and they're just going to be shoving this stuff down his throat. And that, you know, that is true. The wokest type of person is a white woman, and... The wokest type of white woman is a white woman teacher. I mean, they are. They're so damn woke. I mean, they think, they do, they think they're doing what's right. If only they knew that all their uh, ideas were contradicted by the data and the evidence. But anyways, his kid's going to a good school. And so at five, they're starting the kids on STEM. You know, like science, technology, engineering, math. Starting the kids early on STEM stuff. And so... Charles is like, sweet, my, my kid's going to have a leg up, starting on STEM. And so the kid goes to the first day of class and comes back with their uh, worksheet or whatever. And the worksheet is like, uh, women and black people are underrepresented in STEM. I mean, boy, that's just... What is? The, I mean, what would be the best way to discourage women and black people from going into STEM. I mean, I think that's it right there. Very first day. Don't even don't even think about it, you woman or black person. Foolish woman or black person. Ah, so this guy, right, he pulled his daughter out of Brearley because they were getting too woke. Um, but in fact, he left the decision up to her. He didn't he didn't make her do it. He's like, whatever. If you want to stay, then we'll put up with this crap. And I'm sure, I mean, she's seventh grade. Let me tell you, 
some people in seventh grade are smart as hell. So, you know, I'm sure this girl, super duper smart, you know, smarter than most adults probably at that point. But when you're in seventh grade, you know, you may be smart, but it doesn't mean you know much. Like, you know, you don't know. If no one ever told you something, you don't know it at all. But apparently your dad must have explained to her, like, you know, what's going on with this woke stuff. And so she started noticing it. And and then one day when she was on vacation at the beach, she bought a t-shirt, which had like a, a cartoon ice cream cone on it. And uh, it, was, it was three layers of cartoon ice cream scoops. At the bottom was a chocolate ice cream scoop. Above that was a pistachio ice cream scoop. And on top was a strawberry ice cream scoop. And she says to her dad, like, you know, if I wore this to Brearley, we'd have to have a school assembly about it. Because chocolate was on the bottom. And it was like, uh, is this girl getting bullied in school? Um, whatever, it's a nice school. They don't have a lot of bullying. But anyways, one day in history class, they're talking about um, Confederate statues. Should they uh, be torn down? And she's like, they should be taken down and put in a museum. We shouldn't be erasing history. Man, she must be in eighth grade now. Uh, I'd like, I'd like for this girl to get her own podcast. I'd listen to it. But the mean girls, they did attack her a bit over that. And then her dad wrote this scathing letter uh, calling out all the BS at the school. And he, sh- you know, he let his daughter and his wife read it before he sent it to see if, if they were okay with it. And they were. And, you know, she wasn't out of the school yet. And so they tried to, whatever, they tried to make her go against her dad because of the letter. So she wrote them a letter, and it was like, uh, my dad is standing up for what he believes in, the same stuff you've been teaching me for, whatever, six out of the last seven years, screw you. And anyways, they had to, the mom and the dad, you know, it sucks to be a kid, you can't do whatever you want, you can't just do whatever the hell you want, because the dad and the mom stepped in and toned down her letter. (laughs) Thinking maybe a good name for her podcast would be... A Karen says, F you. Or maybe I should just change my podcast name to that. Hmm. So that's the good stuff from what they're saying. But it's making me think about uh, young people today. And basically young people throughout uh, history. Or at least, you know, recent history. Like I, when I was a teenager, I got my ear pierced. And I was like listening to whatever music that the whatever, not top 40 music, basically. You know, I was trying to be, I was trying to make my way, trying to find out where I fit in the world and, and trying, not be, trying not to be the same as everyone else. And so, you know, that happens to, that happens to a lot of kids, you know, maybe dressing all black or whatever. You know, maybe you smoke something you shouldn't smoke. But so, like, I think, you know, the most woke people on the planet... I guess it's the millennials. I forget what years the millennials are born from, but it's kind of like people who are maybe 20 years old today, 20 to 30. I mean, it's plus or minus, something like that. 20 to 30, 18 to 35, whatever that group is. And I think, you know, they were, were they incorrectly incorrectly told that America was racist? I mean, maybe for the oldest ones, if you're 35, maybe you might remember some sort of racism. From, you know, back in the day, I mean, you know, 20 years ago, there really wasn't any racism even 20 years ago. Anyways, they were told that 
America is racist. And so they're like, I'm going to rebel. They decided to rebel against the racism that didn't exist. But now they're the ones in, they're the ones in control, right? They're, they're the ones having kids. So, you know, if you're going to rebel against them, <laughs> well, you can't fight racism anymore because they already did it, you know, and, if, and, they're, and they're the teachers, you know, the white women of them are the teachers. So if you're going to rebel against what your white woman teacher is teaching you about, uh, once again, you're going to rebel against all this critical race theory stuff. So it'll just be interesting to see if this uh, coming generation, I mean, they sound like they're woke as heck. Uh, this girl was maybe the only anti-woke person in her whole class, but some point here, we might get kids who rebel against all this stuff that ain't true, you know, and they might rebel by like, oh, I listened to the anti-woke podcast, and then I double-checked everything that guy said online and made sure the data that he said was correct, and now I am rebelling against critical race theory. When a teacher says, America's racist, I'll be like, America's the least racist country on the planet, and here's the stat to prove it. Boy, that would be awesome. That would be a viral video from heck. Probably wishful thinking, but that would be sweet.